Sir, I was wondering, did you happen to catch the professional football contest on television last night? No, I didn't. Oh, it was most exhilarating. The Giants of New York took on the Packers of Green Bay. And in the end, the Giants triumphed by kicking an oblong ball made of pigskin to a big H. It was a most ripping victory. And this will be the only the fourth time since 1971. And that's a long, long time ago. 42 years ago. In 42 years, this is only the fourth finals game that South Sydney has won. That's a long, long time and very, very few appearances at this stage of the season. But they've got a victory. They go into the preliminary final. They are one win away from the grand final. So the crowd then decided that they've got this in the bag, and of course they have. 20 to 10 in the final minute. The red and green of South Sydney. A week off in the preliminary final. Just pointed out, we go to a grand final visit for the first time in a hell of a long day. I remember we were in Melbourne for the second round class, and the Storm beat them fairly comfortably on the scoreboard. But I said that night that I saw enough from South Sydney in that match to suggest that South could turn this around when they got to September. And they have tonight. They just out muscled Melbourne early, got out to a good lead, and have been good enough to protect the points. The crowd will take you out. It is 20 to 10. Well, there you have it, everybody. South Sydney 20, Melbourne 10 in the first finals game of 2013. I'm Warwick Nicholson. Welcome to Not The Footy Show, episode 138. We have a special guest, a new co-host. He may or may not be back again. I don't know. Mitchell Stone, welcome to Not The Footy Show. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Mate, we've been sitting through the Bunnies' victory, the Melbourne loss. First impressions, did the better team win the game tonight? Uh, I don't think so, no. Ooh, ooh, choo, 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 choo. That's how it goes. I think they deserve to win because there's too much, uh, too many errors there from the Storm. But I think Storm showed better signs uh, that they can get the job done come Grand Final day. Well, you pointed out it was 14 nil after what, uh, 13, uh, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and we're sitting here in stunned silence, looking at the game, going, what sort of ha- what had happened? Because it didn't feel like Melbourne had played that bad. They had some early chances, but all of a sudden. You know, the Bunnies get a pair of tries that were, you know, let's be honest, relatively soft um, to Dylan Farrell and, and Jeff Lima. But it's 14-0. I felt like Melbourne could come back, but that period from that 10-minute period, that 30-minute period to the 40th minute, Melbourne have all the ball in the world, can't get across the try line. You're, you said you said just then that you thought the, the Storm had better moments in the match, but do you think that's where they lost it? Was the inability to get on the board um, before halftime? Great defence by South, nothing away from then, but I don't think Melbourne executed as well as they could have. And I think South just looked nervous in that last uh, 15, 20 minutes. And I um, think this next two weeks will do them perhaps more harm than good, potentially. We'll get to the whole theory of who's got more pressure on them in their next match, but I just wanted to ask you, you identified this as well. Um, 
Melbourne went hard after the edges of South. They attacked Bryson mm-hmm. Goodwin. They attacked Dylan Walker. It only delivered one try in the end to um, Will Chambers late. But your feeling on that, is that the kind of blueprint that you think if Melbourne get another chance against South in a few weeks' time, is that do they, they continue that blueprint and just attack those edge guys? I think so. Uh, perhaps only one try, but line busts and breaks um, it would be a lot more than, than that. But it was 4-2 the line breaks to Melbourne in the end. 4-2, OK, I dare say. I am, I am looking at those stats, everybody. It's, okay. I'm not just rain man. Uh, I'm not sure if all four of them were down that side, but they just looked so dangerous. The metres gained were so high, but Maguire's a smart coach, and I'm sure he'll try and come up with something to uh, rectify it. OK, so my feeling of it was I thought that South probably were the better team. Uh, Melbourne, yeah, they might have had a few opportunities at different points in the match, but I've got to give credit to South for winning the game. But there was a, there was a decision, uh, maybe close to your heart, we might say, uh, where Billy Slater was denied his second try from a cross kick that uh, Nathan Merritt uh, knocked into his face and then back into the end goal and uh, Billy Slater ran through, dropped the ball, put the ball, put the ball down on the ground and claimed a try. And we all thought, the only question here is whether Justin O'Neill has got a touch before Billy Slater. The ruling was, though... There is no try. Uh, so he's, he's ruled that um, the Melbourne player has impeded the South defender... Um, therefore, it should be obstruction penalty. So that was Nathan Merritt going up to take the bomb. He's ruled that Will Chambers, being the attacker, has uh, not had eyes for the ball, I guess is the best way we've described it, uh, which was... Uh, it was just... It, it, we didn't see it. No, and, and that's what's interesting, because I think it's one that if they give a try, uh, not many people raise an eyebrow. They think, fair try, uh, and we get on with the game. But because they've gone back and taken it off them, uh, people are, are think throwing their hands in the air... Perhaps, and there could be a lot of discussion on this one because mm. um, it didn't seem obvious at the time. And so have they gone looking for something? I don't know. Well, that's, that's the killer in the situation <laughs> is that poor old Chambers, not only does he... Okay, he doesn't look at the ball, but he's going up to try and take a catch. Now, what happened in that play that wasn't even picked up, I think, by the video ref is that Bryson Goodwin runs through and takes him out as a blocker in front of Nathan Merritt. Oh, no, I don't do think there was much in that. Well, my, my theory with that is, is that if... Goodwin doesn't come in and take his legs as he's going across. Does uh, Chambers have actually a chance of catching the ball? Because that took his momentum out, and that's why I think, in my view, Chambers ended up going sort of halfway up uh, Merritt's body rather than actually contesting the ball right at the top. Oh, I'm not. Maybe, maybe not. I, I can't read into his mind there, but uh, I thought it was a tough call. Um, be lots of good quality discussion over the next few days. I can see where he, come, where he came from, um, the video ref. So I can see why I took it off him, but um, yeah, very tight, contentious point. Now, Talking point of the game. Yeah, as, by the time you hear this podcast tomorrow, everybody, you would have heard uh, what uh, old Craig Bellamy's thought about the decision, uh, and you can judge for yourself uh, how he's viewed it. But I think that was a huge play, because it's 14-6 at that stage. He scores that try slater, it's 14-12, and you felt like Melbourne were going to come over the top. Mm. Coming home very strongly. You know why I pulled you over? Depends on how long you were following me. Just a quick note about Cesar Wayne. Uh, obviously, that whole situation was a bit scary. And look, you don't want to point any fingers at, at poor Dylan Farrell, but it's it's one of those things where he knows he's not going to get penalised for how he interacts with an attacking player going for the ball like that. So I think it's about time we just change that rule. If it, if it looks dangerous, I mean, I know there was a penalty given against Farrell for that um, contact, but maybe it just needs to be a blanket penalty to stop players from doing that. Um, where at this stage, I believe Wango isn't seriously, seriously injured. It didn't look good. It just, it's never good to see a player prone on the ground like that. Uh, so hopefully this is the last time Dylan Farrell ever does that. 
and hopefully Sisawanga is okay to play um, if it's not next week, but again in the future because it was a seriously you know, bad one. It's again, we're lucky, uh, everybody, that players' necks are so strong because of uh, focused training on that area of their body because we know everyone that if this sort of thing is allowed to happen and there aren't stiffer penalties to stop this uh, kind of contact, then something worse is going to happen. We just can't afford that to, to unfold. But we know we can put uh, safeguards in place that just deter for players from doing it. The flow of the game, though, as we said, it's South, Melbourne, and then really it felt like Melbourne in that second half. Uh, Isaac Luke gets a try to put the game to bed, 20 points to six, um, coming back against the grain off of a pass from Inglis. And then, as we say, the, the storm went back to that right edge with Will Chambers, and he started tearing up Bryson Goodwin. He scored a try to make it 20 points uh, to 10. We have to look at the pressures on South. You've touched on it already. You, you think that there is a lot of pressure on the poor old... Um, South Sydney Rabbitohs having the whole expectation of here they are 12 months after being one game from the grand final. They're in the same position. They're expected to go even better this year. You reckon that the fact that they don't have to play next week is actually a a disadvantage because the build-up will just be huge from the press saying first chance to win a premiership since, I don't know, when Adam was a boy or something. Well, maybe. It'll be interesting in a few weeks' time to look back and and see whether it was a blessing or or not for them because I think this game... This series will be so physical that that week off will be so important for the teams. But they just looked nervous that last 15 minutes. And call me a cynic, but Gus was started in the last 10 minutes talking about the, the stats of how they haven't reached the grand final in so long and, and haven't had many wins. And the, the sceptic in me thinks, is this the rooster man in Gus coming out to put extra <laughs> pressure on the South so the media comes out and everyone's talking about it and it'll be... Um, it'll be There'll be a lot of media um, hype around South over the next 14 days, but obviously no games of football. So will it be too much? I don't know. We'll see in a few weeks' time. I think Melbourne won't necessarily hate the fact they've got to play next week. I think they showed some signs tonight. Might be good for Widdop. Widdop. It's like saying that name. game time. Widdop. They'll they'll relish the fact they get to go back on the bike, because even if they'd won tonight, I don't think it would have been a performance that Bellingham would have been particularly proud of. Um, and they will get, I believe, the, the winner of um, the Bulldogs and Knights uh, next week. The biggest part of, of what we're looking at, though, is that South go into a preliminary final. Melbourne have to now go on the other side of the draw um, mm. to get through. So they can still play each other, everybody. Melbourne can play South in the grand final, which I think is a good thing. Yep. Um, I know way back when, in 1995, if you recall that, anybody. Um, basically, Canberra played Brisbane in the 2v3 game. And the way that final system worked that year... For some reason, they didn't allow those two teams to play each other again in the grand final. It was one of those anomalies that meant that those two teams, probably in the best chance both had of playing in the grand final in the same year, they actually weren't allowed to play, which is a strange thing. But they'll actually play South and Melbourne. It can still happen. Let's just say South lost tonight. Does that mean they can't meet the Roosters? Or does it only the, if the Roosters So I think we well? worked it out. I'll just open up the, the file. Because uh, the script is being written here for a South Roosters grand final if the Roosters win tomorrow night. Okay, can you just fill for like 10 seconds? Fill for 10. Phil for 10. So, so what I find interesting here for South... That'll do. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is how the finals work. I've got a little graphic in front of me. So the winner of the Roosters and the Manly game go through, and they will play the Storm if the Storm get through the Knights or the yep. Bulldogs next week. So it means we can still have a Roosters versus Rabbitohs grand final. And that's, that's in the top four. Any of the top four can play each other in the grand final okay. uh, in that first week. So assuming that the Roosters win... Uh, Which I think night. they will. I, I was going to ask you, uh, in that game, I've got them favourites as well. I think with Brett Stewart in doubt, 
not only for obviously he's not playing this weekend, but he's a big chance to miss the next weekend if Manly have to play again. Too big, too uh, strong, too ham- fast. He's got a real bad hamstring injury, um, and that's pretty good mail on that. Uh, and so the Roosters go through. They will end up, as I say, they'll play the Storm or the uh, Knights or the Bulldogs in a couple of weeks' time, um, the Roosters, and that means that Manly would go into the uh, South Sydney side of the draw. Mm, interesting. Uh, and Manly will play the winner of, uh, assuming they lose, uh, the, the Sharks and the Cowboys. So we might end up seeing a preliminary final situation of the Roosters up against the Storm and South versus Manly. So basically the top four will just change partner. Yep. Uh, so it means that unless, this is one thing that's disappointing, unless the Roosters lose tomorrow night, we can't see a Roosters versus Melbourne grand final. No, I think... That's the one I wanted to see. I okay. wanted to see those two players. I think together. NRL management want to see a South Roosters grand final. Yeah, think. <laughs> uh, anyway... <laughs> Oh, I don't think I'm a lot dumber than you thought that I think that I thought I was once. Here you go, everybody. Um, just a quick uh, player of the player finals uh, update. Isaac Luke's got the Channel 9 man of the match. Interesting. Uh, I thought he was pretty good. Uh, uh, ben House has given it to four to Inglis, two to Tio, and one to Bryson Goodwin. So he didn't even give one to Isaac Luke. Interesting. That's just the way it goes. Matt Trodden saw it as four to Burgess, Sam, two to Jeff Lima, and one to Billy Slater. You reckon the Storm were hard, hard done by, but off. And then May Duncan had uh, four to Jeff Lima, two to Sam Burgess, one to Will Chambers, and he said the referees got a point for being a disgrace. But you can follow the NRL Tweet Player of the Finals, just the hashtag NRL Tweet Player of Finals. We just got rid of the because it's just confusing. Mm. Uh, you can follow that on Twitter, uh, and everybody, there'll be three voters per game, four two ones, and we will crown, hopefully, uh, maybe a new champion. I mean, Cooper Cronk's now got to do it the hard way of getting to, the, uh, to defend his title. He does. Quickly, everybody... Uh, what was I going to tell you next? Tell me. Uh, we're going to talk about the weekend's games. We were. Oh, good man. So we reckon Manly will get done by the Roosters tomorrow night? Uh, I think it's shaping up that way. No, Brett Stewart. That's the key key factor here for me. Uh, the Sharks-Cowboys game, though. It's oh, a, where's a, a coin? On a knife coin? edge. Hang on. Okay, okay, okay. A five-cent piece. It's not exactly as dramatic as a 20-cent piece. But we'll say um, the, the little echidna is the yes. Sharks. Okay. And uh, old Madge is the... Um, is the Cowboys. Cowboys. Ready? Ready? Real top, real time coin flipping on radio. Oh that just after that again because it didn't make a noise and I wanted it to make a noise. Interesting to note Carney's been he's been ruled in. I think he's playing. Ruled in? And which is a big Hey I've got a twenty cent piece. We're going again. Uh, that one landed so on, a, on a piece of paper, boy. So in. so that's the sharks is the platypus. Okay. So Tails the um, the head of the queen is the cowboys. Great noise. It's a, t- it's a tail. So it's sharks. the Sharks. The Sharks beat the... Uh, the forward pack the of Cowboys. Lewis, Fafida, Gallon. No Scott is a massive Price problem. Gibbs. If Matt, if, if Matt Scott, even if he plays the busted finger, mm. you know, that's huge. And as great as Jonathan Thurston is, I just can't see, can't see him winning. The next game, though, we both like one team in this game. The Knights-Bulldogs. Knights-Bulldogs. Who yeah. do you like? Uh, I like Knights. Not overly confident, but I think the Wayne Bennett factor and there's some experienced heads in the team will get the job done. I haven't been impressed by the Bulldogs since last year. This year it's been trying to do the same thing without Ben Barber in the team, and it's, that's hurt. Uh, I don't think they're a very good team at all. Uh, they'll probably go in by 40 tomorrow now, I've said that. Uh, but the Knights, I just get the feeling this is Wayne Bennett going to his team. Mm. Guys, we've got an opportunity here. We get, to, we get to play the Bulldogs in rank one. That's probably the team we wanted to play. Mm. We beat them. We're into the game against the, Knights next, uh, the Storm next week. I really think the Knights will get away with this. And I, I, I just think the kicking game, Jared Mullen, they've got enough points in them, and I'm worried about the Bulldogs. I think the Knights will get up. You didn't want to do another coin flip? No, I'm confident. <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on. We didn't say which is which. That was Knights. 
Sorry, I just wanted to make the noise. Everybody, that's been episode 138 of Not The Footy Show. Mitch Stone, an amazing quick, quick debut. Did you enjoy it? Um, look, I haven't had much time to reflect, but at this point in time, I, it's all positive. It is, mate. This guy, he knows how to talk footy. Uh, I think we had to basically shut him up with five minutes to go in the game. Just so I said, let's save the gold, because we needed to wait for all those questions that were brimming the surface. Did you actually have a question about um, anything that you'd like to talk about right now? We've got, we've got like three minutes. Um, I, I think my, my mindset's just focused on South Sydney. It's all this pressure, since round one of the start of this year, there's been talk about South Sydney. Is this the year? They're finally there. They're one win away from the grand final. And the fact that everyone's talking about that with two weeks of outplaying an actual game, will it be too much for some of these players? And I don't think a lot of the players in the team that haven't got a lot of finals experience, I don't think, including the coach. So it, uh, it could be interesting. So M.R. Stone, I'm assuming your middle name is R. Actually two R's, M.R.R. Oh, M.R. M- M- yes. M.R. Stone. I can neither confirm or deny that he is Mick Stone's great-great-grandson. And, and um, I, could, I could be... Um, he's writing off the bunnies. Uh, no, not at all. I just think oh. it's an interesting point to consider. And the, the, the answer will be apparent, I guess, in three weeks' time. But uh, it's certainly worth asking the question. There you go. Everybody, you can follow him on Twitter at... Um, I don't have a Twitter account, dot .com hashtag. Is that what uh, You can join Facebook Mozart of Mac McInerney <laughs> over there. Uh, and uh, who knows, we might uh, get some more input from Amr Stone. That's the best one. I mean, it's really Mr, isn't it? Uh, Mr. R. Stone. Mr. Stone. Yes, that's right. That's how it go. We've got to get different names here on the footy show. Okay, right. Thanks very much for your time, buddy. Uh, it's been good to have you on. Uh, you might hear from me again. once. I think we're going to the game on Sunday. Uh, yeah, Knights Bulldogs. Knights Bulldogs. So uh, we might have a, a chat from the stands. Maybe. The amazing power of, of a recording. T. Piggott might even weigh in on Oh, Tongu. We'll tell you the story about Tongu. I think you've already heard the story about Tongu, everybody, but you might hear it again from the horse's mouth. I've been Warwick Eagleson. That's been... Fantastic. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Emma Arstone. Goodbye for now. Thanks, Rabs. We'll speak to you next time on The Footy Show. Facebook.com slash NRL Podcast. I'm at NRL Tweet. Give us a rating on iTunes. See ya. You know, it is so sad. All your knowledge of high culture comes from Bugs Bunny cartoons. We're going to do it. I like some this weekend. Cheers, guys. Good to see you, mate. Have you, Freddie? Go, you got Freddie. Let's head into it, mate. Leave. Now, last week wasn't that great. It's against Swiss. We had a couple of out of quality from another number I like and come up here. But I've got to do it away. It looks like you're still a bit hampered by the need of the week off. We'll do good. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. But no, I'll get a better week by week. And uh, this week I'll be back full training, so it's been terrific. And if, and if it feels great, I'm always going to get lots of, lots of boosts on it. But in the end, I'll just got to grind out. How often would you go into a game thinking that your defence is going to outplay your attack? Uh, you know, that's what we bought ourselves on. But, you know, like I said, last week we just didn't aim up. And we, know, we knew that this week we had to. And they put credit for our forwards. You know, they got stuck in the face last week and they took around. Pepsi.